listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, as always, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm here today with Mary Flor Toniato. She is the author of an amazing new book called Money, Manifestation, and Miracles. As the CEO and founder of Power with Soul, she specializes in helping ambitious women entrepreneurs, professionals, and leaders to reach financial prosperity and success while fulfilling their social promise in the world. Her work has been featured internationally in media outlets like Yahoo, Finance, Washington Post, International Business Times, Los Angeles Times, and more. You can find more about her on her website, which we'll have in the show notes. It's maryfloor.co. I am so pleased and happy to have this conversation specifically because this tends to be an edgy topic, especially for women. The subtitle to this book is A Guide to Transforming Women's Relationships with Money. And I have to tell you, it's what got me because in my experience, both personally and professionally with the entrepreneurs and A-type women I work with, as successful as we are and can sometimes be or even appear to be in the world, chances are we have a really interesting relationship and sometimes dysfunctional relationship with money. So I particularly love that this book and Mary Flor's work is dedicated to women. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, the conversation can continue after the show. You can get us on our Facebook tribe on Facebook um, called She Rises Tribe, or you can just head on over to SheRisesPodcast.com and comment in the notes for this show. Without further ado, here we go. Mary Floor, welcome to She Rises. I am beyond excited to have you and this topic on the show today. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Giovanna, yeah. for having me. Absolutely. I always get excited when I have a fellow uh, Canadian and let alone a fellow Torontonian on the show today. <laughs> I know. That's a very, very wonderful surprise. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I was telling you before we started recording that I, I mean, I absolutely love your book. I'm, I'm, you know, sort of knee deep in it at the moment and just sort of taking notes. And when it arrived and I saw the title, I thought, this is perfect. I love in particular that you speak about this topic, but you speak to women about it. And it's interesting because I've noticed that women have a very different relationship often with their finances and money than men do. So this really, really appealed to me. And I wonder if you could share with our listeners, like, how did you get here? How did this come to be? What's, what's the story behind this? Sure. Well, you know, it's one of these situations where we teach best what we most need to learn. And absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so for me, yeah. So for me, how it all started was really um, in my early 20s when I uh, left a uh, a marriage that was really challenging. And I had a baby, a four-month-old baby to support and make a good life for us. And 
that was a, a really scary time in my life around money. And we were basically living from paycheck to paycheck. And I remember um, those nights when I would be really worried and, anch- and really anxious about money. And I had, a, some, I had great family support. Um, at the same time, though, I knew that I had to get, to get myself out of this. You know, it wasn't going to be anybody else's decision but mine. And I remember one night in particular when I remember thinking that if I was ever in a position and in a situation where I could help empower women, especially with money, I would do it. But you know, sitting from that place, I didn't know how that was going to happen. I had no clue what the next step was even, but I had that dream in mind. And then over the years, I completely reinvented my life. I had, um, I found my soulmate and we started a, a wonderful life together. I went back to grad school and I ended up in um, really great corporate positions and leadership roles and, you know, went up the corporate ladder and a lot of all the bells and whistles with wealth came with that. And over the years, though, I never forgot that, that help that I wanted to give women. And then when I decided to leave corporate at the height of my career, uh, because it just wasn't fulfilling anymore. So I decided to leave and then I started to work with women. You know, I was a, a certified coach by that point. And then sooner or later, the conversation would turn to money. And it was either a source of anxiety or fear or it, it uh, connected with their self-confidence and their self-worth. So then I, had, I started to see this real big, long pattern here. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start creating programs to help women and so forth. And then it started to grow from there. Even more women started to come. And even younger women, like as, as young as 15, wanting to really feel empowered with, with their relationship with money and their mindset. And so I thought, I start I remembered again that that promise I had made all those years ago that if I was in a position to help empower women especially with money that I would do it. So that's where the book came from. Beautiful. Book, yeah, it came from that experience initially for me and then experiences with uh, many of my clients and colleagues and friends and I just knew that you know, this, this book can definitely benefit men as well, because I know that many men who interview me on other uh, podcasts, for instance, love it. I mean, some of them are, you know, recommending it to their male friends and colleagues, which is fabulous. And yet at the same time, I know that there is this very, very unique uh, relationship that women have with money, and that's and and it's. I really want to help change the current state of, state of affairs for women because we're not doing as well as we could be in this area. Yeah, of course, the principles that you speak about and the and and the exercises even that you take people through, they're they're universal. Everyone could apply them. Why do you think it is that women have this? You know, there's a there's a different kind of relationship with women and money, and almost I would use the word a level of disempowerment. Like, what do you think that that's about? Well, it's there's many levels. First of all, uh, from a society standpoint, it's only really been a hundred years since women have had real access to their own money, and if you think about it, 
that's really in North America because the sisterhood all over the world, there's so many women that are still disempowered. They don't have access to, to money. And I've I really come to believe that money equals self-empowerment for women. So if they don't have access to it, that also is a reflection of, of self-empowerment. So the other thing is culturally and in, in our families, how we've grown up. And it depends on you know, for me growing up, I was very lucky that my, my mother had a, a degree in commerce in 1958, for instance. So she was always very wow. much, yeah, yeah. She was always very much pushing um, me and my sisters, you know, to do well and so forth. But I've had other situations with other women. Uh, for instance, this one woman told me the story, which was so eye-opening, is that she grew up in a household where her father um, would give her and her brother's allowance, but her allowance was always less than her, her brother's. And she asked why one day. And he said, don't worry, dear. Your brothers have to provide for their families. You will never have to do that because your husband will take care of you. <gasps> wow. Yes. Yeah. And, but that, that was the state of affairs back yeah, then. Like, that, that was, was the state, yeah. Consciousness. Exactly. And what ended up happening was that she, for many, many years, ended up under-earning. She called herself a chronic under-earner. Because, you know, she, on, on a mindset level, she didn't want to disrespect her father. Absolutely. So she, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a little, it's, it's this, um, so we've got that. We've got historical, we've got cultural, we've got familial. And then there's also the, our own, um, just our, in our innate nature as women, uh, that we would rather be giving than receiving. And that ends up happening with money as well. And so many women are still not, um, even, even the ones who, who you think have got it all put together, at some point, they will have experienced some sense of uh, not valuing themselves and their worth. It's fascinating to me because, I mean, I, I, we know this, but just even hearing you say, like, it's only been 100 years, it's like, wow, it, it really hasn't been that long that we have started to sort of, you know, take back our, our own power and sort of autonomy and, and agency in the world. And, and, and then these cultural layers, and I just, you know, I think back to my own culture, and I, before we started recording, I shared with you that, you know, I'm from an Italian background, and my parents were little children during the war, and they grew up during the Great Depression. So, you know, I say that to someone like you or anyone else that's listening with that consciousness, they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, like, we know what kind of money kind of story you have. Um, but it's interesting because it goes so underground in our psyche that we don't actually see where it's sabotaging us and where it's, where it's creeping up until, you know, we, we either see it as evidence outside of ourselves or we have a coach or teachers like you that sort of points that out to us. So um, it's, it's, I love that we're bringing this up because I, what I want to do in this show is really raise the consciousness of who's listening to look at these things, you know, and it's not for judgment or shame, but it's like, what is my relationship to money? Um, what am I potentially doing, you know, to sabotage that? And, and where is it coming from even unconsciously? Yeah, you know, that's a really good point, because there is no shame or blame here. Uh, the reason why I, I've written this, it's in a way that can just really help women to turn inward 
in a safe way, it's okay to question these things. It's okay to create something new for yourself, something that's more empowering. Uh, and, and because, you know, there's likely stories that are no longer serving you. And, and I find such great courage that women will have to, to take a topic like money, you know, because sometimes people can go running the other way because it's just too uncomfortable for them, right? It's just, it's just too personal. And so anybody who is willing to have these conversations, take this kind of um, approach and, you know, getting the book and actually applying it, I just have just such tremendous such respect for the people who want to do that because it does start from there. You know, the uh, the very, very core of it is that you are abundance. You All of your sense of abundance and so, sense of prosperity always starts with you and it always starts from within. Absolutely. And I love that you, you know, sort of, highlighted the shame piece because I find with all of us, it's not just women, but especially, you know, because mainly the business coaching that I do is women in entrepreneurship. And when we don't have our money stuff together, um, it's the greatest source of like embarrassment and shame. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for myself personally too. Like there's been times where I've struggled and I'm almost like, you don't even ask for help because you're so like, I should know this. There's this idea of like, I should know this. I should have this together. Um, and then there's this interesting kind of avoidance that I see happening with people. It's like, Oh, I don't even want to look at the numbers. Like, I don't even want to know what it is. I just want to avoid what it looks like. And that doesn't work either. Does it? No, no. I mean, and you know, this is really interesting because I say in this book, and I was very, very pointed in saying this, is that if you can do all the financial literacy, you can read all the books of how to manage money and all of that, but if you haven't taken care of your actual relationship with money on some level, that will hold you back. Because your your mindset, which which what I call is your prelude to actions, whatever that is, is going to dictate the behavior and the decisions, anyways. So it's like this domino effect, and so really getting this taken care of is is especially for somebody in business is like a one hundred and one. Yeah, because it's really foundational, and you know I, I work with all sorts of, of people in various levels of, of income and successes and phases in their, their careers or their, their business. And what ends up happening is at some point, they still have to go back to this. They still have to refer to it is because it wasn't taken care of originally. Absolutely. And so, so this is, I'm so happy that this book is out there in the world and that it can serve so many people. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm going to recommend all of my one-on-one clients. And even when I run groups um, that they have this book, I'm going to gift it to a lot of people. Um, Yeah. Because it it is really important to sort of get this. And what I find, and I found this with myself personally, is that the money issues, whatever they are, are just sort of emblematic of, of other issues that are going on in that if there's scarcity in one area, chances are that you are applying that sort of scarcity thinking in other areas of your life. Oh, for sure. 
you know, this is such a, a very, very important topic, and I'm so glad that you raised this, is because money is a mirror to how we are in other parts of our lives. And it's interesting because one of the reasons why I start with even talking about money is it is the fastest way for me to see where a woman is holding herself back. Oh, that's good. Tell us how. <laughs> yeah, well, because I see it through income. I see it through actions. I see it through um, results. And, you know, she'll come to me like, you know, I could be talking to somebody who'll be, you know, I'm going to the next level of, of my, my sales career. And, you know, I, at this level, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have team, I'm going to have that. And it's so fascinating that, for instance, if she's not feeling confident with um, her team, for instance, I could trace that all the way back to not feeling comfortable with being a leader and then tracing it back to not being comfortable with um, the, the kind of income that that comes with. And when you're not comfortable with that, there's other domino effects behind that. And so it, it is absolutely fascinating. And there's so many facets to people and personalities and beliefs that, you know, I, I could be talking about this for years to come and there's still so much to, to you know, get the depth under, underneath that because we are not cookie cutter, are we? That's right. right. There's yeah. so many, we're so many dimensions. And so I, I just find it fascinating. Um, but there is definite, definite growth when somebody wants to turn inward and look at this and, you know, really try and overcome what it is that can be holding them back. Because on the other side of that is just so much um, abundance and being Un, being unstoppable. And I love that when I see that because one of the big key messages of this book is that when women are empowered with money, they become difference makers. And I have That's seen so that. Good. <laughs> I have seen that time and time again. And you know, research shows that on average, women reinvest 90 cents of every dollar that they make back to family, to health, to education, and to nutrition. And that also includes in developing nations. So the quicker and the more we get women to feel empowered with money, have access to money, they're going to use that for the greatest good. And that is what I'm really after. You know? Amen. Oh my gosh, yeah. absolutely. I'm right there with you. And, and I include myself in that too. Like my, yeah. journey, my journey's unfolding with that myself. But yes, yeah, beautiful. Talk to us about the, um, you use this term emotional currency for women, that money is an emotional currency. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, well, I, I frame it that way is because Money is so strongly connected to our emotions as, as women. So money is emotional currency because it's closely tied to our sense of self-worth, self-confidence, our feeling of having that sense of, do I deserve it? And feelings of safety and security. And, and that is huge for women, security. And so you, you know, we can trace this back to, it, it may not be all the factors, but there's some element in that 
sometimes a woman will stay longer in a relationship, in a marriage, in a job, in a career, in a business that's no longer serving her because of that security. And, um, and I, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know what? I, I totally, I totally can understand. And, um, we've all done that on some level for sure. And, it's really interesting to understand why that is. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. You know, there, there, these are things that I think the, the kind of the women in relationship and what it really means with money is a universal conversation. And so on some level, we've all done this, right? And um, it's great that, that um, we can have these open conversations and, you know, as Maya Angelou once said, when we know better, we do better. Absolutely. I love in your book how you have um, sort of interspersed with the lessons and the learning. You have these individual stories of the different women that you helped. And, mm. I mean, it's so funny, in particular in the chapter that you do talk about emotions. Um, I've dog-eared the page that says guilt. Um, <laughs> Because yes. I, I, I mean, I've experienced this myself and I've heard it with women. I mean, I've, I've coached women, um, you know, who have not yet become clients and we're sort of in that preliminary process of just developing a relationship. And when it came to the, you know, let's continue working together and help you get to this dream that you want to create, I've heard so many women feel guilty to spend the money on something for themselves. And in this case, it was coaching, but I've seen that across the board. I've done it myself where it's, I feel guilt. I feel bad. I feel guilty. Um, you know, I, I find myself not spending cause I feel bad to spend. And don't you find that that is like probably the heaviest emotion around money? Like that's been my experience. Yeah. Um, there's, well, there's four for, for our listeners. There's four big emotions. Yeah. That was just me. the one that I dog-eared. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's so funny to Giovanna because of the fact that um, any of those four, um, there's one that's going to be really prevalent, and and yours is is guilt because you dog eared that one, right? But there's <laughs> there's fear, there's guilt, there's shame, and there's anger. Those are the four main ones, um, you know. And I, I mean, we could even include blame, but blame goes with anger really well too. Uh-huh. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean. And these all happen in variations, but but to get to your point about guilt, um, it is a big one for women around uh, money, you know. Um, and it doesn't even really have to be money because we we know or we have seen at some point where there are some women that can that because they have guilt uh, that can actually overgive, and sometimes that gets to the point of um, really depleting themselves. And then everybody else has what they need, but they don't. But they don't, yeah. And, and then there's these secret resentments that start to form. And when those are uh, shut away and they're just hidden inside, things start to happen, you know, um, th- that could result in um, no, having no energy, having uh, maybe uh, some physical symptoms that could lead to something else, uh, that could have a lot of stagnant energy in terms of not moving forward on, on career business, wherever they are in in, in their life. And, uh, but you see, that's where the seed gets planted. Right. And what, what this book does and what I try uh, to do through this book is to say that 
let's isolate exactly where the root is because usually we're trying to fix the symptoms. But That's we right. Never, yeah, we never really go um, and, and take a deep, deep dive because for many people, still to this day, uh, money and talking about money is still very much a taboo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people, absolutely. People just aren't comfortable with it. Like I, I've put in the book, I, I had this funny uh, kind of story where I share that if you know, you, you got invited to a social situation for dinner and you came there and you started asking your hosts and all the people there, how much do you make how much <laughs> in the bank? I, I can guarantee you're likely never going to be invited back. You never. know, it's, that, I mean, it's, it's so fascinating because we see like reality TV, all of that, you know, people talking about the innermost fears and their sex lives, everything. And many don't want to talk about money. Interesting. Well, you gave me a really interesting insight and takeaway when we were talking about the emotions because I was thinking that guilt was my biggest one. And and actually, as you were talking, I realized that the, the underlying underneath that is the fear because it's the shoulds. Like I shouldn't spend on that because I need to save for this. So that's interesting because sometimes I guess they can overlap and layer. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I got a good yeah. hit on that for me. Yeah, that's amazing because it is. It's like peeling an onion, isn't it? Right. Uh, and then it'll come back up. The next layer will come back up. And here's the funny thing about fear, too, is that for women, it comes in different disguises. When you were talking about, you know, um, the word enough, it's interesting because there was a power in women study that was done in the U.S. And they found that in household incomes of over 200,000 or more, and that's fairly comfortable. Many women still feared that one day they would lose it all and become bag ladies. Oh, yes. <laughs> I you know? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, totally. I, someone called me on that once, and they, I was talking to them about fears. And they said, let me ask you this. Are you the type of person that could have $100,000 comfortably in the bank and still like, worry about money? And I was like, oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. No, I've had like I've had people with with millions, millions, right? And um, they can't make a decision to to uh, spend on something that you know for it wasn't even a lot, right? Um, equivalent to to how how much they have, and it's fa- absolutely fascinating. It really is. It's so, and you said it before too. Like it's. Um, it's layered and it's complex and there's no, there's no cookie cutter thing. But um, I, like, again, I love the way you break it down in the book with um, understanding really like understanding the limiting yeah. beliefs and what to, what to layer on top of that. And, you know, this, you know, the, the word manifestation, I think has, you know, I I've had my issues with it. It, it comes, it's had a bad rap, let's say in the, in the new age world, but it <laughs> really is about how to empower someone to take whatever their money story is, because we all have one. Yeah. And it's usually not good. Um, And and to transform it. So could you give us, um, I know it's tough because there's so much in the book. And for everyone listening, we're going to put the link to uh, Mary Fleur's website and and the book there so you guys can buy it. Um, But can you give us um, one exercise that you found sort of foundational for people to start with? Yeah, sure. The... The exercise that I would say has to be around mindset. 
because, you know, we talked a little bit about it before, but there's this whole thing about that your mindset impacts your, influences your beliefs, and then it impacts your emotions, and then it connects to your actions and your decisions. And a lot of people think, oh my God, it takes so long to do this, to change a mindset. And it actually doesn't have to take that long. So for instance, um, a common, what's a common belief that people have around money? You know, sometimes people could say money is evil. It's the root of all evil. Uh, I've heard people say that money is, um, money doesn't grow on trees. So you mm -hmm. have to work really, really hard. All these things. I remember that from my childhood. Yeah. You got to work hard. And yeah. It's and that's run it. out, like spend yeah, yeah. Money, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, if you've got any kind of limiting belief, it, sometimes it can feel overwhelming to, to get to the, to the next belief. But what you can actually do is you can stair-step it. You can choose the next, consciously and intentionally choose the next belief that gives you some relief away from, from the fear or the anxiety. So, for instance, um, you know, if let's say somebody says you have to work really, really hard to, to um, make good money. And so if you had a perfect situation where you could think the new belief I'd really love to have is that I can make money with grace and ease. And so it has to, you have to reach for the next belief that can make you feel something that's expansive because what happens is the emotion can follow right after that. And chances are, if it feels expansive, you'll feel, there's a feel, uh, feeling of lightness. And so then you ask yourself, okay, I feel better about this. So now what do I have to believe for this to be true? Meaning, what will you release that no longer serves you? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm working it through in my head as you're talking. Yeah, I can hear you thinking. Yeah right? It's like the wheels are turning. So it's interesting because I've played around with this before. So I recognized um, years ago that I still had that belief of like, you have to work hard for money. And I think it's still lurking around in there. I'm pretty sure I had my coach call me on something the other day. <laughs> um, so it, you have to work hard for money. So I, I, what happened was when I was finally, let's say, working less and earning more, there was this kind of guilt associated to that, right? Like, it's like, oh, I should like, oh, this is like weird. Like I should be working harder, you know? And, and I, I realized that it was old programming from my parents, my dad in particular. And mm -hmm. so what I heard you say is to then pick something that feels better in a sense, right? So yeah. I so would change would that, that to, yeah. yeah, I would change that to, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy and fun creating money doing something I love. Okay. And so how does that make you feel when you say that? Like it makes me feel excited. Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I can yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's good because that means that that's expansive. We're always looking for um, expanse, expansion because when that happens, we're raising our level of vibration. And when we raise our level of vibration, we're actually closer to where we want to be in terms of that whatever that goal is because usually a goal you have to rise up to go, to get it right that's right and so 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 then for you 
to have that belief that this could be fun and easy to make money doing what you love, what belief do you have to release? Mm. You know what I got? I got something around permission. So maybe it should be like, it's okay mm. to make money easily doing what I love. Yeah. That or, actually feels more congruent. Yeah. Yeah. Or I give myself permission to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I give myself permission. Yeah. And, and really, uh, that's another thing, you know, for women, is, it's, that's universal for us as well, um, is giving ourselves permission. Um, to to be, have, and do what we want and make it as big and bold and shiny as we want with no apologies. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for giving us all permission to do that. And, and, and not just permission, but the tools to do it too. Um, yeah. I thank yeah. you for being here. I mean, I, we could talk forever. I, I definitely know we'll be speaking again. And for everyone listening, uh, grab this book, Money, Manifestation, and Miracles. And Marie Flora, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an honor. Oh, thank you so much, Giovanna, for having me. I, I'm just very, very grateful. Absolutely. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 